0: different Ending every time,
1: what? okay.
0: <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm groovy. It's Tuesday, October 10th. What, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it is. Hey, see, I've been doing beats,
1: I've been doing beat <laughs> truck. I've got like an hour of sleep in the last week. I forgot it Stick is with me. Okay. Stick with me, All right. All yeah.
0: Right. yeah. It's and it's the Amazon deals. So I'm, I'm just sure gonna go in the corner and take a nap. You're doing those Amazon deals,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: So, it's exciting. But here we are. <laughs> we are in the, the house. Woo! We're not going to talk about your age anymore.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Appreciate that. Hot. Are you hot? Yep. Yeah, it is kind of warm in here. You turn the lights on, it gets a little...
0: It's always hot in here. A little warmy. Yeah, I have a guest. We'll introduce him in a second. But if he wants to turn his fan on, it's just so you don't get so steamy. These guys like to steam their guests. So, uh, so this is put a fork in it. Grand Forks is most exciting and and favoritely watched, if you will, uh, video cast podcast. We're on all the casts now. I'm so excited. Um, I found myself on the um, podcast app. Uh, The other Mm. day, Mm -hmm. yeah, I should have subscribed. I forgot. So (laughs) subscribe if you will. Um, And YouTube uh, getting a little bit of love on the YouTube. So feel free to go on there. But uh, before we get started, my name is Courtney Barstead Logan. I'm a realtor here in the Grand Cities with EXP Realty. You can find me on social media at Grand Cities Living. Um, and if you've got any uh, beef with me or uh, want to talk to somebody more important than me, you can contact my broker at nd.broker at realty.net. So there's all the cool stuff getting it out of the way. So I'm still exhausted from the weekend. John is exhausted from the last month,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I
0: think. <laughs> Um, the '80s. They,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm still exhausted from the '80s. I mean,
0: that's a whole show in itself. So <laughs> I
1: know.
0: we'll we'll if talk I about that during. It. We're gonna have shitty beer uh, tasting oh, uh, show coming oh. up. Maybe my guest wants to come back for that. Yeah, I Dale's all does. in for it. So uh, I think my guest might want to come back for that. But. Very excited to have my friend Brian Sean in the house. Good morning. What's up? What's up? How are we doing? Oh, my gosh. I This is exciting because you are here, there, and everywhere. You come to Grand Forks. You drive all the time. Yeah. I'm still exhausted from driving to Fargo for the soccer game, so I can't imagine doing that, what, every three days? You do it every yeah, day? Yeah, I, I do
2: it like, I don't know, it depends on the time of the year, but a few days yeah. a week at least, yeah. Yeah, But. It kind of goes by.
0: Does it? Yeah. Do you listen to any podcasts? Can I do. Can I recommend one?
2: Yes. I know one. <laughs>
0: oh, put a fork in it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Listen to your faves. Uh, yep. Next week, I'm going to have uh, Coach... Coach Mal and Coach Moan, So that might be a nice one for you to, Ooh, you know, scary. just get, yeah, I am a little worried about it, but it might be nice for you to just like, uh, get a little, uh, little nugget in your, in your mind before the season begins. Cause that's, you never know what those two are going to bring.
2: It really depends on how they're doing with each other that day. Yeah. They are a very unique duo yeah. depending on the moment. It, it changes think, frequently.
0: I don't know if I could have put it any more <laughs> eloquently. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: can't believe we were both thinking they're, of the word eloquently at the <laughs> yeah, same yeah, time. They're both <laughs> friends though, yeah, man. Like a, they're, uh, they're they're the good best. people though. Yeah. They're, they're friends, but it's uh, it's an it's interesting. They've yeah. known each other a long time, and you can tell.
0: Yes, I know. It's kind of like when I used to have my grandparents in the same room. You know, they loved each other, but at the same time, grandma always bitched about grandpa. <laughs> you know, it just that's how it was. So you know, it was a thing. So I'm excited to have you here. I uh was visiting with your lovely wife this last weekend. And she was like, Brian's going to be on the show. And I was like, yeah, like there's so much we could talk about from, mm-hmm. from all facets of your life. Uh,
2: our life. We've I, known each other a long time. We Courtney. have, I
0: know. And I was like, should we talk about your college days? And I was like, this is sometimes a family show. So we'll probably try to keep it, you know, DG, uh, yeah. for those. I'm yeah. glad
2: social media wasn't around Thank when I was in college. God. That would have been a bad thing for my career.
0: Yeah. Were you ever a busboy? <laughs> I at was Alpha Chi.
2: Uh, not at Alpha Chi. You were I was. I was not at DG. Oh, I right. was. I was at. I too. I was at. I of was at you Alpha did. Phi. Yeah. For a while, and then I was at uh, uh, Tri Delta when okay. Tri Delta was still around.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, he's he's a man of the the people. That well. Brian Sean, yeah. You know. <laughs> You got to... I
2: don't know about that. You are. You are.
0: You know? You've got friends here, friends there. You got to keep the peace, right? Yeah,
2: it's, it's kind of... It's all about relationships. It is. You know, absolutely. Relations, relations, relationships.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, first, I, I do have to say something. Uh, you have the coolest daughter around. Uh, I do. We should have probably had her on the show.
2: She would love to come in here.
0: Amelia is the coolest. So, if people have not met Amelia, she will be at the Bison game. Uh, Where we take them down.
2: Actually, isn't it the UND game?
0: Well, the UND game, yes. Sorry, I always go like who we play against. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Schooling me. Coming from two people that used to have to be paid from people down there.
2: Well,
1: (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, it was a
2: unique situation, right? Right. We
0: were Uh, never paid by athletics. Were you?
2: Nope, I wasn't paid ever See, our hands are clean. Our hands are clean. I was paid by third-party media vendors,
0: And I was paid by the university. There you go. Okay. Um, But anyway, she will be here. She's the coolest. Honestly, Um, I, yeah, I just, I always think it's such a testament to parents when their um, kids are like such great little humans.
1: That's how you find uh, out how good your kids are, is yes. you hear what other parents say to you. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. Like, I want to sit my son down and be like, sit here. Yeah. Like, just, would you please <laughs> sit here? And uh, she read him a book last year at the game. He had another book this time, and he was like, I'm done. So, <laughs> but, uh, so the fam will be here, but we've got a big week ahead mm-hmm. with, um, as in our house, the Stinky Bison are coming up. Uh, my son says they're stinky because they do not take baths. And that might be true. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot confirm or deny. Um, but that's big coming up. Let's reel it back mm-hmm. because you started your career in sports. I did. At KVLY. Or... Actually,
2: at KXJB and Bismarck was my first TV yeah, job back Bismarck. in 2003. Okay. But my first job job before that. Yeah was when I worked for SIGEP as a regional director. You were regional?
0: Yes. Okay. So So I lived on
2: the road for a year before I got into TV.
0: And you said, I'm done with this. I want to get behind the camera.
2: I want to get in front of the camera.
0: Behind. Oh, in front of the camera. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm
2: okay being behind the camera too. Yeah. Actually, I have fun shooting, so it's fun shooting. Video. Do you get to shoot too? Oh yeah, all the time. Do
0: you? Oh yeah. So I when enjoy you do that. your special story, like the the midco stories that make me cry. Oh yeah, all the, the time. Midco magazine. Yeah. Do you bring a, a cameraman with you, or do you? Oh uh, yeah.
2: No, Josh Muntz is our producer. He does okay. a lot of that. But yeah, I'll shoot some of our own video, a lot of our own footage, and stuff like that. What? I enjoy that. It's a fun. a man of
0: many talents. Well, it's fun. That calm degree. I know. Gosh, you and from um, UND, my com. UND com degree. Yep, see, look, Mom, we've both made it.
2: <laughs> yeah, how about that? Here we are. Here we
0: are. Here <laughs> we are. 22
2: years later.
0: Phew, here we are. Wait, wouldn't they be proud? <laughs> um, so you went from um, from the TV station mm-hmm. And then you were, then you went to KVLY. That's yep. where we reconnected because you were volunteering, driving up here yet again yep. uh, to be an advisor uh, with Saget.
2: I was. Yep. Yeah,
0: um, I moved back to Fargo and then got to watch you uh, do all the sports. Yeah, uh, at KVOY, which was really cool.
2: And there is a photo still floating around out there of you on the KVLY set with me, I was and David very Stolman, excited. a good a good friend of ours.
0: Yep, yep. I felt somewhat like the weather kid
2: yeah. that day. Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> Because I got to sit behind the desk, I was like, "Can I really sit here?" That so. was—I
2: don't know—that was a long time ago. That That's was like 13, ago. 14 years ago. It was a long time ago. It
0: was. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah. It was a <laughs> few different old. hairstyles ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was back when John wasn't hitting his head on bars in his car. Right. So, yeah. It was good. Um, but then you left for a little bit for the Red Cross.
2: I did. Um, I actually went to Globe University for a couple of years. Oh. I worked at the campus there in Morehead. Yes. That was Gosh, my first. I, that. I know. I've got yeah. to bounce around. I left there. Yes. I got out. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I was getting burned out mm-hmm. on the nights and weekends of network television. Network TV is is tough. Like yeah. especially when you're in sports, you you never have Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays off. Your days off are Tuesday, Wednesday. You end up missing a lot of things when you're when you're working on those nights and weekends. And that's part of the job. You know that when you sign up. But yep. for me, I was getting married to Jess, and I was like, I'll never see her if I stay here. Yeah. And it just you know, fi- I'm uh, financially at you know, network TV doesn't always pay the best yeah. either We so, knew that as a comm major. right? Yeah, I mean, you, re- you really have to continue to move around the country if you really want to try to make it and do that unless you get to a point where you are the Monday through Friday and then you can kind of work stuff out and you can make it work. But it's not easy. I mean, yeah. it, that's why there's such a high washout rate of people in their 20s in this business in network TV. It just it's just very tough on you mentally, physically, the deadlines and everything else. And that's why I got out. But I did, still had a good experience there mm-hmm. and. Went to Globe for two years, then I went to the Red Cross to work for four years as a regional communications director and part of the advanced public affairs team. So I got a chance to travel around to different places, different disasters mm-hmm. all over the country, and and what a cool organization! Not, yeah, you know, I mean, it was a very rewarding. Very cool. Yeah, that's where I feel like I really like probably gained my most professional like knowledge and mm-hmm. expertise just working with different people. And I think you you look at things differently, you approach things differently because people are there for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So that was a big reason. I think that was that really. I felt good about that, but when the opportunity to come back and call games full time with Midco and still freelancing at KVLI doing NDSU games at the time, it was a really kind of the best of both worlds because yeah. I was still getting to do what I really love, which was sports, but it wasn't every night, every weekend all the time. And that's what I think was it's been a nice balance for me
0: yeah. doing this. Now, were you with Midco when you were with KVLY? Was it
2: a... Yeah, it was a little weird when I went, because I was doing NDSU football since 2011, and that was, so I had only been out of TV for a year before I still got back in Mm -hmm. on a a part-time basis, just freelancing, doing NDSU games. And then when I went to Midco, that was kind of one of the weird things, is they had the NDSU basketball contract, but the football contract was still at KVOY, so I was like, I still want to do football, yeah. But I'll also do basketball here and other Olympic sports at Midco, and then contribute to the other programming and shows. So yeah. they let me freelance over at, for football games, but I was still a full time employee at Midco up until the contract went away a couple of years ago.
0: Were you like, I just have so many paychecks coming in from? Yeah, America's no, baseball. I wish. How, I, do you, how many? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a little <laughs> tricky, right. honestly, sometimes with that stuff. But it was, yeah. it was really cool. I mean, I had a good experience, but yeah. I've also had a lot of fun the last. Two years reconnecting back here. So it's been good.
0: Well and and I remember I believe I was working at NDSU when you started your contract. Yeah. Uh with NDSU and mm-hmm. I was, it was heartbreaking, <laughs> uh, because it was, it was cool at the same time, you know, to have a, a UND alum in there. And I always tell them like they need to hire UND people cause they need good people, you know, to teach their students and to work for them. So, I mean, that's, you know, a credit to, to UND, but, um, so it was kind of heartbreaking. Um, and then, uh, this is another show in itself. You had your bout with cancer. I did. We ran into each other, and uh, I was like, "So, what's it going to take, you know, for you to get to UND?" And I feel like that was our pivotal moment. It was, you know, it was shortly after. It was, you know, <laughs> our pivotal but moment our, is yeah. right. Yes, yeah. So, you you walked through your cancer journey while uh, while on the microphone.
2: It was, yes. Yeah. If you yeah. Want, if
0: you're comfortable sharing that, yeah. Either.
2: No, yeah. I I did. I mean, it was a it was a it was a 14 month long thing, yeah. and I mean, the toughest part were the first six because it was the surgery which took a little time to recover and you lose, you know, three quarters of your colon. And you kind of wonder what that's going to mean for your life. And, and, you know, you, you figure it out just Mm -hmm. like anything else. And then the chemo after that was tougher on me than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, For whatever reason, my body just didn't break down those drugs very well. Mm -hmm. And and that just, my body just didn't react well to it. So, I mean, that's a lot of people's don't, that's just part of it. But the the treatment I continued on after I stopped chemo was immunotherapy, and that's a, kind of a newer treatment for someone with my genetic condition. So that wasn't as hard on me. So I was mm-hmm. still able to really work through that without any issues. I get a little fatigue, but outside of that, I felt perfectly fine. So yeah. I would say that, you know, it was pretty easy to manage. It was just the time of going in for all the appointments, you know, that's where you just get in your routine of. You go on every other Tuesday for this, you have your meeting you you meet with research, you get your infusion you you know it's just one of those things you walk the mall yeah <laughs> i mean that was that was part of it too so i yeah. mean it's yeah i mean I, it's just like anything else once you kind of get in a routine, it just becomes your routine, but I was happy to see that routine end too
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and you're in remission oh yeah yeah, yeah i have
2: been good I, yeah. I think I have my next appointment on uh actually on my birthday at the end of this month is, and it's not, I I don't think I have another CT scan until next year, but, um, it's just blood work and stuff like that. And then obviously I, I'm very fortunate. I will get colonoscopies every two years for the rest of my life. Everybody is so jealous.
1: Super cool. (laughs) Yeah. That I
2: get to go through that, but I should get a discount because again, a colonoscopy for me, it only takes about five minutes because there's very little left. So it doesn't take very long, which is good.
0: Hey, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's a good thing to go in for. No one wants to do it. But you did it as preventative. And it's, you know, I know it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but it's mm-hmm. all cancer. So you went in preventative because of a family genetic.
2: Yeah, I had a genetic day. test done that showed yeah. I had this, like, this random genetic syndrome. And yeah. you have, like, a 60 to 80% chance of having colon cancer in your lifetime with this. And then once I dug into my family history on my dad's side, my grandfather died from it at 33. My dad's oldest brother at 22. Um, other brothers of his has had it. Other of his sisters have had it. So that's where I was like, whoa, this has like been pretty Crazy. devastating on the old Sean jeans. Yeah. Um, so now that we, I think now that we've pinpointed it, we'll wait. My daughter's 18. She'll go through the testing. She has a yeah. 50% chance that I've given it to her. So at least now that we all know it, we can all stay tested for it. And as long as you know it, the preventative care, you get ahead of it. You know, yeah. for me, it was already pretty advanced. It mm-hmm. was already at stage three. But, um, you know, I should have started had I known this, I would have sort of, Getting Earlier. screening back when I'm in my mid-20s instead of 40, whatever I was, right. 42 at the time. So, But I was lucky I did when I did. I mean, it yeah. had been another year. You know, who knows? It could have been a lot worse. And
0: I think that's the crazy part. They give you that benchmark of, you know, like for women, you get your mammogram at 40. Like I have many friends that in their 30s, Mm -hmm. you know, but you don't know. And so um, just, you know, as a friendly reminder to do those tests, if something seems off or check your, you know, genetic stuff, because we are just very glad you're here and in the seat. me too. And, (laughs) you know, got to have have our mall talk. So our mall talk, uh, I'm pretty sure probably made its way up to UND because I was yeah. like, what's it going to take for you to come to UND? And maybe you had already been having those closed door conversations and you couldn't tell me. But um, I know you said like that would, you know, that would be really cool. Um, you know, love me some UND, but love, you know, my time here at NDCU. So yeah. it, was just, it was probably bittersweet when that change happened too.
2: You know, it, it was because the, the thing about it, I think you probably realize this too, like if you the side of the UND-ND issue part of it, It's the relationships with people, right? Mm -hmm. No matter where you are, that's where you – when you connect with people and you have good relationships with people, that's where it's hard when something ends because – that's been a relation those relationships are something you have and then you know business ends and that's part of business and I totally understand all that but then you go from working with those people and talking to them every day essentially that's just kind of the end Yep. and so that's been you're dead to them yeah well <laughs> it, and that's I mean we still we're still friendly but it's yep. just not the same mm-hmm. you know when you're not around as much and things change that's just part of life right yep. Um, so you have to just kind of make that transition and that's not always the easiest thing to do when you're just used to it be, And that's what I think anybody that's been in our roles It starts your jobs start to become part of your identity and who you are and what you do So you kind of figure okay, what am I what's the next? Thing for me and what am yeah. I gonna do and you even start having those questions, you know and, and those things in your mind is it time to just do something else entirely mm-hmm. and just be done with broadcasting and try a different walk of life and you still have those conversations with yourself every once in a while as you start to wonder, okay, I'm in my mid 40s. What is this? Is this what I'm going to do, or is, yeah. is there going to be something else? I mean, yeah. you've been through those career transitions. Oh, yeah. You just never know what, yeah. what the right move is, and you just do the best you can.
0: Yeah, I think the relationships part. You know, you really hit the nail on the head there because it's you know people will say the same to me. Like, I can't believe you worked at NDSU, and I will say, Gene Taylor, Lynn Dorn, yeah. and, uh, Troy Gergen. I mean, just the kindest people still to this day. You know, uh, connect with them, um, and and so it's just it's so interesting because it's like, it's the relationships, it's the people, you know, we can have our rivalries, but at the same time, like we, you know, we absolutely have some of the best folks working for our state institutions, which is always, I think a credit to if students go to either, you know, institution. So it's cool. Love the rivalry, but mm-hmm. you know, in that next phase of life, whatever that may be, maybe you want to be a realtor with me,
2: you know, <laughs> can about you imagine? I love that. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> you know, you could be the, you could be the Fargo part of, you could be like Fargo cities living. Um, <laughs> But whatever that looks like, you have built that throughout the, you know, the many walks of, of the branch on life. So, and the and the stories you've told and the people you've met across the state, uh, which is really cool. So, you also do, in addition to um, UND Sports, you get to uh, do some racing uh, I do. coverage, which is... I love that. Uh, yes, which uh, we love know it. Grand Forks Best Source loves. But you have always been a, a dirt track fan, a, um, a fan of, of racing. And so did you bring some of that to Midco? or was that? Yeah. A- I
2: mean, that was one of the cool things when I came in is they had already had a half hour motorsport show they did in mm-hmm. the summer for 12 weeks. Um, the one thing I was pushing for is let's televise a live race yeah. just because I thought that'd be a really cool thing for us to do and have that mm-hmm. opportunity. And I'm, I am a huge fan. My grandfather was bringing me to dirt tracks out in Wisconsin when I was really little he brought me to the Knoxville Nationals when I was 10 for the first time. Um, and then I just kind of just loved it. Yeah. And we're really fortunate. We have a great track in Grand Forks here, you know, River mm-hmm. City Speedway. It's as good as anywhere you'll you'll go in terms of the raciness, um, the quality of the racing, the quality of the surface. I mean, it's really fun. It's a really good place. And so I think that the, getting an opportunity to cover racing on the show and tell some stories of the drivers, you know, I think they deserve a lot of – they deserve a lot of uh, – Love for what they do yeah. and, and, the, and the dedication they have. And there's a lot of great interest, human interest, interest stories oh uh, throughout gosh. all over the tracks, too. And those yes. are the fun stories to really dive in and get to meet these people. And they're such a tight family, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the cool part about about racing. And I um, do want to give a shout-out, too. There's a, a young man by the name of Ty Wilkie who is um, been a driver on the Legend Circuit. And he's been driving sprint cars with the 305s. And he's had a tough time. Uh, he's a young kid. And he's had some different surgeries he's gone through. He's in Mayo, uh, with a brain bleed, and it sounds like everything went pretty well in the surgery, but that's... Uh you never want to see stuff like that yeah. so you certainly wish the best for him in his recovery
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it's like you said it's a family and i think you know you see drivers getting injured and in different things john's always given us the recap too of different people and they're coming back and they're doing things and it's these guys are ruthless it's yeah. you know for many of them it's not a full-time thing right they're you know doing their job during the day and on friday nights they turn into you know a, a different person a, an athlete um, and they're um so it's it's pretty cool and i know especially when people come to to, um, Grand Forks for the first time. They move here, you know, they ask what's going on around town. And when you do send them out there, uh, we had some soccer players in here and they were like, What? They're looking at all the pictures. They're like, There's a dirt track here. Like, they wanted to go. Irene's from Thailand. She was like, I want to go out there. Like, that's so cool. So it's just, it's fun that we have those opportunities and it's it's a really cool, you know, high caliber uh, event. Here. Yeah, it is. So,
2: I mean, when the World Outlaws come here twice a year, and again, yeah. they don't go to many tracks twice a year, they come here twice a year, which yeah. says something. Yeah, but they put six thousand people in the stands for yep. those races. I mean, that is that's a big deal, yeah. you know. And people are coming from everywhere, including Canada. Yep. Um, and yep. I've had my same seats. I think out, you know, under the grandstand for the last. 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And I'm never giving them up. So yeah. yep. you get
0: your spot. I <laughs> yeah. know, my, that's, my dad, I always, I always know he's coming because I'm like, oh, the, I have to check out the outlaw schedule. Then at least I know he's coming to do right. that, So I can check that. But um, you guys do some really cool feature uh, pieces and um, I love watching all of them. I get sucked into them um, so much. And how do you choose um, those? And I, of, I'll want. i tell you my favorite, but what's your favorite story maybe that you've done as just a highlight piece for any um any of the the medical ones
2: there's two there's okay. one the one was on spencer wagey the north oh. Dakota state defensive end that yep. one that one yeah. was special to me because i've stayed in really close contact with that family yep. um ever since then yep. and that was just special because that was a very just very heart-wrenching but inspiring story yeah um so that one to me always stands out but yeah. the other one i did um in John might remember this. Doug Howell's, oh, who was sure mm-hmm. uh, you remember Lee Gross. He's yep. been a long yep. time <clears throat> race around yep. here, and Doug yep. Arthur started, you know, started essentially a, a race team out of his home shop, yep. and you know built it up and took it on the World of Outlaws for their inaugural World of Outlaws year. Cool, um, had a had a had a car on the circuit out of this little town, and his career that spanned you know over you know fifty sixty years of doing this was kind of special too. Because uh, again, we stayed in close contact with uh, with the Gross family. Mm-hmm um Linda his daughter and Lee and all them and that was really a fun story to share the history that's cool of everything looking back at you know what they did in their time periods and they they were really gracious enough to open up their home and provide a lot of photos and stuff that was that's a special awesome. one yeah so those two stand out to me just because of the personal relationships and the stories you got to share
0: yeah yeah and I, okay so I don't know I think you did this one or did you contribute but uh, our friend John Cole
2: I did that. that. Was, I did the story okay. on John. Cole. I was like,
0: I think you did. I, yeah, was like, I, I know did. you were interviewed, but I was like, were you, you
2: know, that was special too. Okay. I, I drove to yeah. Williston not yeah. this last summer, but the summer before, and yeah. I spent like a day out there with him yeah. and interviewing different people, and um, that was cool. Just because John is really an institution in Northwestern North Dakota. Oh my
0: gosh, when John and, wasn't doing the B.
2: Yeah, I mean, he is. It's remarkable that a guy that just took a bus. And got off at stop after stop (laughs) until he found a job somewhere out of Boston. And he found one in Williston and he stayed there for four decades. Isn't
0: that crazy? I mean, that just
2: doesn't happen.
0: No. That, John, is like the exact example of loyalty. Mm -hmm. Like, and dedication to that community, to those kids. I mean, how many athletes has he seen (laughs) go through the programs? And he continues to give just as much, like, love and respect to each kid that goes through, whether they, you know, they're, well, it's just so cool. I
2: mean, now that the, the student, the athletes that he covered, he's covering their grandchildren. Yes. That's what's, that's, what's crazy. Isn't that me. wild? And I think the, the funny part for John is he still goes to all these graduation parties he gets invited to. And yeah. he still, I think he still gives autographed pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> he still best. does. I think that's his thing.
1: That's the best.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. That one was special. Um, being from Wilson and just seeing it, if you, um, if you aren't familiar with John uh, you need to look the story up because you'll say like yep you have to you watch the bee um My husband always, he's like, why are you watching high school basketball? I'm like, it's the B. Like, I don't care what you do. You just always have it on, and you're always a fan of the underdog. Like, it's just a a North Dakota tradition. You just always have those games on.
2: And now, and that's changed. I mean, now that we have the three-class system, I mean, it. We. I hope we all appreciated the last B for what it was. And and it was special because that was the crown jewel. Now, I understand the reasoning for the changes. I get the fact that where our state is right now and, yeah. and everything like that. And I think it, ultimately you want to do what's best for the for the kids. And yeah. I think this probably is what's best.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: it, it's not maybe what the fans – I think the no. fans would always love to keep what it was. Yeah. But I think for for the student-athletes, this is the best move moving forward. But we'll have the history. We'll have the memories from what yeah. we did have.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. A few, a few random questions for you. Okay. Um, if you could interview uh, one former – athlete, a North Dakota athlete that you, you know, maybe they they were much older than you or maybe you just never got the chance to, who would it be if you could have a, a good sit down with them? A North,
2: North Dakota. Dakota athlete. And they
0: don't have to be from North Dakota, but played uh, UND, NDSU, Minot State, whatever it might be. Man, who would you hit? that
2: is really hard.
0: You've hit, I mean, you have talked to a lot, so. <clears throat>
2: yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of them over the right. years because I've been around for 20 years now, but.
0: Right. But you didn't get I, Phil Jackson in his prime.
2: That's who I think I'd go I, for. I, I, you <laughs> know, and, and I think, but the interesting, probably. Because I mean, yeah. Phil Phil is is a unique and that's situation. why situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, trying to trying to get in that guy's mind, I think would be would be fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably one that would stand out.
1: Closest yeah. I've interviewed to somebody like that is Jean Philippe Lamareu. <laughs> he's just he's like a, a young Phil Jackson into the Zen and and, yeah. and uh-huh. all the yin and the yang and yeah. Feng Feng Shui and all that kind of John, stuff. You're
0: into Feng Shui? Oh,
2: sure I am. Yeah, you are. No, I I'm with you though. Yeah. I mean that, that that would probably be one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd really have to think, go okay. back and okay. think about like some of the athletes that have. I mean, I never interviewed Virgil Hill. I mean, I saw oh, Virgil Hill, but yeah. I never interviewed him, and yeah. he is still one of those like kind of iconic North Dakota figures. Yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: I have a popcorn bag <laughs> signed by him.
2: Do you really? Yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah, that's that's my claim to fame with him. So popcorn bag. I know Virgil's
1: but... pretty good. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I've had a few with him. Have you? Yeah. um,
0: He's still around.
1: Yeah, he's out West. Yeah. Yeah, In fact, it was his wife's birthday the other day, but um, I actually uh, was a ring announcer for some of the events that he's had here in Grand Forks. So he's a great guy. Um, He's got relatives here. Well, Sheriff Dan Hill, uh, who passed away a couple of years ago, uh, that's his uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brian, and and, um, they're all cousins of Virgil's. so.
0: Maybe we set that up. You know, next time Phil's in town. He was just in Big Willie a few weeks ago.
2: I so, saw that. Yeah, what was that? What was he back for? Do we know?
0: I think he got like a high school award of something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure. There's so many things. Yeah, okay. I was yeah. kind of wondering what that was all about. Yeah, and now you know it's the John Cole Fieldhouse, so it's like uh, yeah, the John Cole Gymnasium. Out. Yeah, it fills out.
2: I yeah, I mean, that was interesting. when they, Honestly, when they renamed that gym, I think a lot of people just assumed it was going to be Phil Jackson. For John Cole to get it, I was like, wow, that's a uh-huh. pretty big honor for John. That's
0: a big honor. But that there's a lot
2: cool. of support for him to have that name.
0: Yeah, him, so. that's pretty cool. Okay, so we would have we would have those folks. Yep. Um, who's the most uh, eclectic person that you feel like you've uh, sat down with where you've been like, wow, that's I mean, been interesting? <sighs> Tough to interview? Who, or maybe it's, maybe it's a group, you know, or you're like, gosh, I just can't really get those.
2: I don't some know. I've had a really super eclectic, eclectic group. Yeah, I don't. Are they all talkers? Well, I mean, some talk more than others. Yeah. Um. Boy, I don't know, man. I I would, I would really have to give some thought to that yeah. over the last twenty five years, mm-hmm. because between between doing between interviewing pros and in college and high school kids, I mean, it's.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I would have to really give some thought to that. I, yeah. You know, I I will say this. I've had a chance to interview Donnie Schatz probably 12 times. Mm -hmm. And Donnie's one of those guys where you really do have to get to know him before he'll talk to you. I mean, and I would say over the last five, six, seven years, when I've finally, I think he's finally gotten to know me a little bit and I've tried to been around more consistently Mm -hmm. than I probably was before. uh, Way more chatty with you, you, especially off camera about stuff and and really honest with you. Like, I I will say that about Donnie. Donnie does not miss words. Um, I always kind of respect that I, I have, you pick up a lot of good information from him Mm -hmm. about what's really going on because Mm -hmm. in that, in that circle, in that world, man, you really have to be in it full time to understand what it's like. And, um, I always kind of appreciate the viewpoints he brings on certain things, not even just racing, but just on things in general. I think he's got a really unique perspective on things.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That, it's interesting it took that long.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? I just think he's, I just think, you know, for the most part, he's, that's just kind of how he is. I think he's just, um, he's not, and I think that's the other thing is I think he gets a bad rap from people because they think he's closed off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's not at all. Mm-hmm. I just think he's, he's, I don't know if the word is shy, but I just think he, he's just, nice. that's just kind of how he operates mm-hmm. and how he does. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that he, for a lot of fans or whatever, that, you know, he wins and that's why he gets booed wherever he goes sometimes. But yeah. I think the other part of that is they just he's just not a super chatty guy. He mm-hmm. just he just isn't. But yeah. when you get to know him, I think and you understand him, I think you appreciate him a lot more.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting.
2: Now Deanna's sister, she could talk your ear off. Yeah, so yeah. they're just different they're just different that he way. You ever interview yeah. his
1: uh, nieces? Oh yeah. The they're twins? great too. They're they're a great hoot. Yeah.
2: They're- yeah.
0: <laughs> um i used to run into her a lot because we shared the same doggy daycare so. Oh, right on. although she was there a lot you know yeah. because so she was kind of a, a, a stay but i think donnie's dogs went there as well oh so.
2: that could very well be
0: yeah yeah my dog she's going on 16 so that was like the highlight of her life back in the day you know mm. hanging out with the shots. <laughs> that's right so um going back uh moving forward sorry um What does that look like for you? You going to continue like doing the stories and and digging up? Yeah.
2: Um, As far as I know, I mean, I've, I've, I don't really know. I I, I think every year you get through another year and you think, okay, is this still fun? Is this still work on the family front? But I think every year you, you always look back, I think in the spring and summers and just say, okay, are we, is this where we want to go? Because the other part of that too, is this industry is changing. Um, that we're in is changing a lot. It already has changed a lot, but mm-hmm. with with all the all the different changes in terms of college athletics right now, um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it, it's just the realignment. What happens to the schools here when that all happens? You know, where does everybody go? Where where is NDSU and you going to be in five years, in ten years? Mm-hmm. What do college athletics look like in five or ten years? Yep. Um, what does that mean for Midco Sports moving forward? You know, we signed this deal with the Summit League. What's going to mm-hmm. happen with the Summit League? What Happens with all the sports in the various leagues. There's just so much that can change from year to year. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it's going to impact us here. Um, Right now, it's the big boys. But there's going to be a trickle down. And so I think that's what always makes you a little uneasy in this industry is trying to figure out, boy, what's it going to look like in a year? What's it going to look like in two years and in five years? Because you just don't know where you fit into the equation and where these schools fit in the equation. So that's why it's hard to get too far ahead of yourself is because you just really don't know.
0: Yeah. You sound like a coach, um, in, in that sense, because I think looking at, and just in visiting, visiting with a a lot of coaches, high school, um, and college of what that new, the transfer portal itself, you know, what COVID did, what the change in, you know, in the conference alignments, what does that look like? You see a huge shift too, with, um, for example, we've got coach prime, you know, like he's really shaking things up. And what does that look like from a coaching perspective where we've been having to be a little more, what's a good word for it? Uh, We have to be a little bit, we have to be extra, extra, um, kind and special. So we don't have people hitting the portal where you've got coaches coming in, like prime saying, please hit the portal, like see your way out. And it's just a shift. And so I think, I think that there's a lot of people thinking that whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. in sports coaching uh, parents, you know, if their kids are going to play, you know, athletics. So I think, yeah, you, I mean the model, yeah. the
2: college athletics model is shifting underneath our feet and we don't exactly know where that's going to end. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's making people uncomfortable because the NCAA and the the rules and the way things were are just not going to be that way. Everybody's going to start governing themselves and, Again, I just don't know where that ends. I mean, all this is financially related, but if there is a breakaway from the top 50 or 60 programs yep. to somewhere and there's a second level, where do the Dakota schools fit into that?
0: And will the NCAA be around?
2: And will the NCAA be relevant enough? Do we do, think? You, do you need, essentially, what are they right now? They are a rules body and a, an event organizer. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, they used to be God. Yeah. I mean, now they still they still hold the the, the power of the waiver like, like you yeah. know with with some things, but mm-hmm. with NIL and all that stuff it's completely out of control. It just it's yep. there's only so much that you can do now that um can really dictate
1: how I a college a program operates. Yeah. It is, but this but
2: again, <laughs> it's all bound by the almighty dollar. Yep. And eventually that's what wins out and yep. it's big business, man. Yeah. And it's The players want their cut. The coaches want their cut. The schools want their cut. And the NCAA still wants its cut, Mm -hmm. which right now is just the NCAA basketball tournament. If March Madness gets blown up and the field of 68 and all that goes away, that's where you're going to see a huge shift for the NCAA because that cash cow Mm. would go away from them. And that is frankly what financially sponsors all the other Mm -hmm. championships that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't realize the FCS championship loses money every year. Yeah. It does not make money. Really? Volleyball is starting to get to the point where it's starting to make money. Women's basketball is getting to the point where Mm -hmm. those things are starting to take off, Mm -hmm. but there's still a lot of the other sports that are supported financially by the NCA tournament. It is.
0: How about that uh, volleyball game at the uh, Husker stadium? Incredible. So cool. It is. That was the coolest thing. It is. Holy cow. That's
2: a sport. Again, I think now when you start these, see these NCA contracts go up for bid, maybe that's where volleyball gets sold off on its own and women's basketball gets sold off on its own because they have their own brands. Now they have their own student athletes that people know. Super cool. And we've seen that through NIL and everything. They're, Mm -hmm. they're, The females are finally getting lifted up. It's taken a long time, but they are. And they deserve their own stage. And so I I think that's going to be a part where there is still some financials uh, that that can make sense. And I think that's good to see because, quite frankly, there needs to be new revenue sources to try to keep up Mm -hmm. with all this stuff. Yep,
0: yep. So cool. Okay, yeah. we could be here all day. We would be. I need to let you go because you, you have an actual other job to do. Well,
2: so. I, you could argue that, maybe.
0: Hey. I don't know if
2: it's a real job, but it's a job. It's a
0: cool job. It's fun. Yeah. yeah hey, I get fun. to go into strangers' houses, and you get to, you know, you get to go into strangers' houses. You're a, you I know. do. Yeah. So. Like, I show
2: up Saturday, and I broadcast a game, and I go home, and I got paid to do that, right? which is pretty amazing. It's
0: pretty awesome. It is. You yeah. have to
2: you have to tell yourself that, even on the some of the tougher times, yep. just like on any of us. Yep. We have tougher days in our industries, no matter what we do. But yep. you got to remember, cool. boy, I still get to do something pretty cool yes. that I'll enjoy doing. You
0: love and you're gonna have the best seat in the house on Saturday.
2: I am. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Well, I'm hoping it's jumping for all us oldies who are really in it to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping uh, Bubba and the crew bring some some big heat, and I, I am very uh, excited to see them. It's it, going to be a good game. See my guy Ted Mullen. He rocked it this week, so Ted, mm-hmm. shout out to you. I'm looking great, for you, great guy. One. Yeah, Teddy's
2: a great dude. Awesome stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, Brian, I hope you come back. Oh yeah, maybe we'll bring um, Phil Jackson. That would be awesome.
2: I'm yeah. sure he'd just fly right in. Do you
0: think? <laughs> yeah, yeah a I'll be like W H S N U N D. You know, right? Same, same.
2: And John Cole.
0: And John Cole. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What if we had John Cole on the show? Okay. So many things. So many things we could do. Well, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for being here. And um, if anyone uh, wants to connect with Brian or uh, hasn't seen him in a while and are like, oh my gosh, Brian, on that guy, uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll get you in yeah, touch man. with him. So. Yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining me, yeah, Brian. it's good to see you. Everyone, make sure with what you do this week, you put a fork in it and uh, go Hawks.